Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Join us on Twitter at Cascade Hoop Talk. Hey, thrilled today we have Bishop Smith from uh, IU East. He's River State's All-Conference first team, second team All-American. Uh, but he is also an academic All-District and River State's All-Conference Scholar-Athlete. Bishop won 111 games during his time at IU East. He's the all-time leading scorer for the Red Wolves with 1,954 points. Ranked second this season in the NAI Division II and three-pointers. He made 126 of them, 10th in the nation in scoring, and he dished out 132 assists this year as well. Welcome, Bishop. Thanks for coming on. Pleasure to be here. Uh, Bishop, you grew up in that hotbed of basketball north of Indianapolis between I-69 and I-65. So many good college basketball players come out of that area. Uh, You were all-conference as well as academic all-state at Warren Central High School. You know, just talk about your high school career. Growing up in in Indianapolis, uh, I was able to not only compete against some great basketball players, but play with some great players and and learn from some extremely um, gifted coaches as well. And just going to Warren Central on the on the east side of Indianapolis, um, it kind of puts a chip on your shoulder. I think uh, Warren Central in general is just a huge, huge sports school, and our community kind of gets behind us in that aspect. So, in your uh, on your senior night, you played a, a team that just is always a powerhouse. Tons of college players come out of it. Carmel. Do you remember playing them on senior night? Oh yes, sir. Uh, Carmel. Carmel has always been a a rival of ours over at Warren Central. Just a Indianapolis kind of matchup and rivalry. But what a lot of people don't know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Coach Hetty. He's the head coach at Marion University now. Mm-hmm. He used to be the basketball coach at Warren Central, and my senior year, he was the head coach at Carmel. So we actually got to defeat Hetty at home on our own court on senior night. So that that was a big win and just kind of getting over the hump of Hetty going to Carmel and winning a bunch of championships and, and had left our school prior. So I think it meant a lot to our community and, and our program. Well, that sounds like it's a pretty sweet victory. I didn't know that history of Coach Hetty. I didn't know he had been had been uh, been there. He'd, he'd coached both at Warren and at Carmel? Yes, sir. But on on senior night, you took them down at home. I bet the home fans loved that. Oh, they did. The uh, student section ended up rushing the court. <laughs> so you finished up there at uh, Warren Central, and then you had to decide where you were going to play college basketball. You decided to go about an hour down the freeway to uh, Richmond. So what made you pick IU East? There, there were a few uh, different factors going into my decision to go to IU East. I was I was looking at a, several different NAI schools, and ultimately I just I wanted to be able to win some games in college and, and just be able to put a winner on my resume as I uh, went through my college career. And IU East being just an hour away from home, it was pretty convenient to get back and forth from my family and able to have them come see me play. And then also IU East had just came off of a Final Four run when I was a senior in high school, so knowing that I was going to be joining a a tough program and a lot of good talent and a a talented team meant a lot to me coming in. Oh, yeah, and you made a great choice. IU East is uh, perennial power, and during your entire career, you had great teams. We'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, let's start with your freshman season. You, as a freshman, a true freshman, 
you came in and and you played in all 36 games, played about 16 minutes a game. Uh, you guys had a pretty good team. You know, talk about your initiation into NAI basketball, what you learned. I think my freshman year was was mainly just a, a small adjustment process. I kind of had to learn the ins and outs of not only the college basketball game, but just our program and the way coach likes things done. I was uh, I was I was blessed to be able to play quite a bit as a freshman, but I had definitely an adjustment process with the role I was playing because senior year of high school, I was asked to score the ball quite a bit from my high school and coming into college, Hester wanted me to play some point guard for him. So freshman year, I spent a lot of time trying to learn the point guard position and, and just how to be a better teammate for my, for my team. What about your adjustment to college basketball? Uh, was it what you expected? I know you had been a big star in high school. My adjustment, it, it was just about what I expected. I think what I, the biggest adjustment that I liked and enjoyed about college basketball was the addition of the shot clock. I think it just kind of changed the pace of the game for me and, and allowed me to kind of play with confidence all 30 seconds of the shot clock and not worry about when we should be looking for a shot or, or things like that. Personally, I'd love to see high school basketball across the country adopt the shot clock. but Oh, agree. Yeah, agree completely. It makes for some really bad games. So the, in your freshman year, you your role increased throughout the year. You played about uh, – in the tournament, you you played about 20 minutes a game. You guys made it to the final eight, and you lost what had to have been a really frustrating game to Cornerstone. And they had a, Cornerstone had a fantastic team that year. Uh, what do you oh, remember yeah. about that loss? What I remember about that loss most just had to have been the the disappointing feeling and 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 let down kind of atmosphere that was around, and that our uh, only senior Kyle Pippinger had to deal with I think kind of just seeing that feeling and and being around it made me realize that I didn't want to feel it much longer what affected that making the tournament and then being able to go fairly deep in the tournament as a freshman how much of an effect how much did that improve your college game do you think Uh, oh without a doubt I think it improved my game it just kind of it showed me that I I knew I could dig deep and, and battle out tough games or or playoff type games or do or die games and and it kind of just allowed me to not have any of that pressure or nervousness going into the tournaments and in my years after that so then in your sophomore season uh iu east had a great team you went 34 and 3 and and that season uh you got to the final four and you lost just a nail biter to indiana wesleyan uh i know you came down you hit a three with eight seconds to go you got within one Wow. Yeah, that game was easily probably one of the toughest losses to swallow. Going into that year, we actually played Indiana Wesleyan at home earlier on that year, and we won by three points. So to see them again in the Final Four of the tournament and lose by three points, it kind of just, again, felt like a letdown for us as a team and kind of made us feel like we fell a little short of our goal. But, I mean, we – we couldn't be happier with the with the year we had going 34 and 3 being ranked number 1 in the country for a majority of the season it was just like an, an an incredible feeling and and it really brought us closer together as a group but that disappoint i bishop i couldn't imagine that disappointment of getting to that level and you know just not quite being able to get over the hump was that really hard to get over 
Oh yeah. I, I, I live probably that last shot down. Like you said, I had hit a three pointer. Two timeout front court. Smith will try the three and that's good. Three point bucket with eight and nine tenths of a second. And Mark Hester will call his final timeout. What a shot from Bishop Smith. Good shot for Smith, their best three-point shooter. Shoots it at about 46 for the three-point line and pulled up. He was just nails on that. And to put us down one, maybe with about 12 seconds left in the game, and then they come down and shoot free throws and went up three again. And then I came down and airballed a chance to tie it and send it into overtime. Maxwell has gone to the bench to provide a defense. Here's the final seconds. Hit the three a moment ago. He's trying to find some room. Throws it up from the top of the key, and it's short. And that's how this one comes to an end. Indiana Wesleyan will be heading to the national championship game on Tuesday night. I think that shot just kind of sat on me for a while, and I used it as fuel throughout the summer to kind of prepare for my next season. And so let's talk about that. And I see this, I see this so often. In your junior season, you blossomed into an absolutely fantastic college basketball player. So, you know, how did you feel about the team going into your uh, junior season? Going into my junior season, the team and I, we, we felt really good about the talent we had and not only the talent but the system we had in place to, to manage our talent. Myself and my roommate, Jalen McKay, we were both headed into our junior year together, so we were pretty excited to finally kind of get take over the team and have the keys to the to the team and and get to do it from the guard positions together. So you play in that it's a tough conference, the River States Conference. Where is the toughest place to play in the conference? Uh, the toughest place to play in the River States Conference, I would have to say, is IU Kokomo, and I say this because they actually have a fairly small gym, maybe four, five, six rows of bleachers just right beside the court. And it kind of makes it a loud environment with the crowd all on top of the court. And it's just a really tough place to play. <laughs> Those smaller gyms are always the toughest, aren't they? Yeah. You just talked about that heartbreaking loss to Indiana Wesleyan, but your junior season, first game of the year, where do you go? You go up to Marion and you're going to play Indiana Wesleyan. They had just crushed your dreams months earlier. Do you remember going yes, up there? Yes, we were we were extremely excited to head up to Indiana Wesleyan to open our our season my junior year. Having having lost to them in the final four, we we felt like we owed them kind of a payback or revenge type of game. And they were actually ranked number one in the country with us number two right behind them. So there wasn't a better way to open up our season. So you guys really uh really that's a tough place to play there and uh in that game big nate Niehoff, he was a senior that year he scored uh seven points in the last five minutes uh you guys hang on for a monster road win i mean just how good was that bus ride back to richmond uh i mean it was an incredible feeling i think people had already started to kind of count us out just based off of the history indiana wesleyan has and and how good of a team they are and i i think us getting that win just kind of let us know that we were still at the top and we had what it takes to be one of the best teams in the country. And then in your junior season, uh, you guys really got hot toward the end of the year. You went 15-2 and two going into the, the national tournament. You came in, the first thing you did is knocked Bethel out, and then you took on uh, that Cinderella team, St. Francis. Yes, uh, sir. Do you remember uh, – 
Do you remember the crowd was kind of against you? The crowd really kind of turned towards St. Francis. They had knocked off Oklahoma Wesleyan. Naturally so. Crowds kind of like the underdog story, and, and they wanted to root for St. Francis out of Illinois. But I, I think myself and my team, we kind of like having the crowd against us, and, and it gives us a little extra incentive and energy to play through. You know, that Pentagon can be so quiet because it's so big, mm-hmm. right? Not a lot of fans travel. And so it's almost a, a little bit of a blessing, even if the crowd's against you, just get some energy in there, wasn't it? Oh, yes, no no doubt about it. I, I really enjoy, I think, some of the best games I've had, actually, at the Pentagon were against teams that had a shorter drive and a little better of a crowd to come support them because it kind of just helped me get up for the game and give me some energy. So after you beat beat St. Francis, that, and then you... Uh, Back to the quarterfinals, you were back in the Elite Eight, and you were going to take on Spring Arbor. Spring Arbor was the eventual champion, but going into that game, how would you feel about your matchup? What were you concerned about with Spring Arbor? Without a doubt, something I noticed about Spring Arbor just in the first round of the tourney, that they were they were a complete team. They had shooters, they had scorers, they had rebounders, ball handlers. They, I mean, they were they were as complete as any other team in the tournament. And, and what I really liked about their team was just their bench energy. They, they seem to support each other and, and all be on the same page throughout the games I saw them play. So I, I was pretty confident in our matchup. I thought we had enough talent and the skill to, to beat them. But I, I definitely was worried about the way they play together as a team. I, I think that's kind of what helped them win that championship. You know, Bishop, I think that's a great observation. Uh, Coach Cottingham doesn't always have the best talent in the country, but he has a knack at getting them to, uh, to buy fam- in. Yeah, buy in. And family's an overused word, but boy, to have confidence in each other and support each other, he does. He mm-hmm. does something special because uh, those teams, like you say, they they always have that aspect to them. And I think that's what carried him over the top that year because they they weren't the most talented team there, and they're probably the first ones to tell you that. Uh, but oh yeah, I'd, I'd agree. They just peaked at the right time, and they trusted each other a lot. Mm-hmm. They got they got they got really hot, and and going into that Elite Eight game against them, we were we were pretty confident until that morning. We had woke up, and my roommate had flu like symptoms, and he ended up playing through it, but he didn't play very well. I think that kind of not to say that's why we lost, but it hurt us in the end. Well, it's always tough to, uh, yeah, if somebody goes half speed, that that's definitely tough. But that time of the year, I think every team's kind of battling through some kind of nick bruises or illness, so no excuses to be made. No, especially when you get to that final eight, because people have played, most teams have played three games in three days, and it becomes survival of the fittest at that point. Oh, yes, sir. You fell in that game, but Bishop, during your career, you played in the Elite Eight twice the final four once, and then this season, obviously, you didn't get a chance to to compete in the tournament. But, you know, talk about what it's meant to you to be part of that great IU East program. It's meant everything to me in terms of my career. And in high school, I was I was a talented player and a scorer, but I, I never really had the luxury to be a, a winner and to lead winning teams or have winning records or, or leave a mark on the program. And I think just being here at IU East with, with not only the great talent and teammates, but the, the savvy coaches that we had in place. I, it just gave me a, a chance to be a part of something bigger than myself and, and be next to some great guys and build some great relationships. 
And I, I think that's kind of a, a testament to why we were such a good team and have seen so much success over the last five or six years. Bishop, you have a reputation of being able to score on anybody. Who is the toughest defender in the River States Conference? The toughest defender in the conference? I would actually say it's somebody on my team. Yeah. I would give it to my roommate, Jalen McKay. But <laughs> if I had to pick somebody count. if I had to pick somebody from a different team, right now I would say Detwan Gary. He's actually a guard at IU Kokomo. He was injured with a concussion this year at the tournament, so we didn't get to see him down there. But he's, I mean, just a really quick and strong guard, and he's not as much offensively aggressive, so he really focuses on taking me out of the game and trying to make it difficult for me to – get going uh, there that's an athletic team too as well isn't it oh yeah so th- this season let's jump to your senior season you guys had kind of a scary start I mean really atypical for that IU East program struggled in November uh, you were three and six at the end of the month uh, you know just talk about November this season well well coming into the season actually kind of I kind of saw a, a rough start coming towards us my uh, my roommate Jalen McKay he redshirted this season with a, a meniscus surgery, and then about three months prior to, to our first game, I had hand surgery on my on my shooting hand. So I actually sat out about three months up until the season. I came back a day before our first scrimmage and a week before our first game. So I think our team missing all that preseason time with without their two guards, I think it kind of hurt our development and kind of getting everybody together. So the first few games was kind of an adjustment process, not only for myself, but for the team, just kind of figuring out how I fit in with them and how they fit in with my style of play. And kind of, I think our first month of November was just a lot of feeling each other out and trying to get on the same page with how, how we're going to get things done. Well, you definitely turned it around. You know, you went 20 and four the rest of the season after Thanksgiving. What made it click? I think our, our main changes were one eliminating the negative energy i think when you lose some games it's easy to get down and and start digging yourself in a hole that that can become very hard to get out of i think once we eliminated that negative energy and just kind of continued to buy in as a team and, and believe in ourselves i think once we got our confidence rolling there wasn't a team that we'd see that we didn't think we could play with or or beat i thought that a couple of games that kind of turned it around for you and i'm curious your opinion in december uh, West Virginia Tech came to town, and you were able to knock them off. And then uh, you beat Washington Adventist at uh, down, I think, in Knoxville. Oh, yeah, uh, in Tennessee. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a tournament down there. But I wanted to ask you, early in the year, were you surprised by West Virginia Tech? You know, nobody nobody really thought they were going to compete. And uh, when they came up there to play, were, were you surprised how good they, they were able to compete? I personally wasn't surprised. I, I knew they had brought in a young coach from um, actually West Virginia University. He was an assistant over there, and, and I knew he would bring a lot of energy and a lot of knowledge for them. And, and they actually they didn't have any, like, big-name players at the time, but they had a really good team, and they had a, quite a few returners actually coming back. So, so I, I knew they'd be a good team, and once they kind of got everything figured out with their new coach, that they'd, they'd gel in and have some success this season. I was going to ask you also about Washington Adventists. They were really on a roll when you played them. Uh, they were playing really well. That was a big win for you, wasn't it? Didn't that boost your confidence? I think I think that Adventist game would definitely be the changing point in our season, For uh, at least in my opinion. I believe they had 
already won two games against Division One programs prior to playing us. So Coach had kind of made that known and had told us that if, if we didn't get our act together, we were going to have a rough game against them. And, and I think our team just kind of came out with some confidence and swagger, and, and we kind of b- bought in and played together. And, and just winning that game showed us that we can beat the most talented teams and that we just need to make sure that we're at our best level every single night. Yeah, I agree with you. I when you just look looking from afar, Bishop, you know, it appeared that that was kind of a turning point. And then in in January, you guys just continued to roll. At the end of January, you find you were uh, nine and one in conference after this terrible start. And mm-hmm. you'd also you went up to Kokomo and you beat them. That had to feel good. Uh, I know they're kind of a rival. So at the end of yeah. January, what did you guys see as your biggest hurdle to winning the conference? I think our biggest hurdle in the conference come January was just consistency. I, I think, and that, that goes each and every day. I don't think we showed up every single day at practice like it, was, it could be our last day. And I think once we started to kind of get some of that consistency, we started seeing uh, better results and we ended up winning the conference championship. And I, I kind of just see that as our biggest hurdle, being consistent in our effort. Yeah, there was one game you had in February I want to ask you about. We already talked a little bit about West Virginia. You had to go up to Beckley. You had to – I mean, you definitely must have wanted this game. West Virginia was knocking people off left and right. You scored 31, but, Bishop, they shot 60% from three for the game. Honestly, the, the results of that game, us losing by three, are exactly what we deserved. We – uh. We didn't, we didn't stay true to our scouting report. We were supposed to stay out on shooters and, and force their guard to kind of beat us from inside and score a score on us. And instead, we kind of dug in and helped, and, and they were able to hit some, some big shots all throughout the game. And I think that kind of hurt us in the long run and kept us from being able to pull that one out at their place. Well, that must have toughened you up because you guys went on to the uh, conference tournament and got to the championship game. Uh then you got uh, IU Kokomo again, and boy, you had to look be looking forward to that game, weren't you? Oh yeah, I, uh, IU Kokomo actually has two players from my high school that were my high school teammates. They're both a grade younger than me. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Traquan Spivey. He was a oh yeah honorable mention All American last year, but so that that's always an exciting game. And some of our old coaches and and friends from high school come down to watch it. So so it was a always exciting and what better way to win my last conference championship than beating some of my old high school buddies at the same time you know that game was just an absolute knockdown, drag out defensive struggle both teams were held to under 40 percent and that turned out uh bishop to be the last college game of your life yeah well you were able to take home the hardware i mean now looking back how special is was that night uh, that night, man, just just an incredible feeling, being able to win one last time in front of my, my family from home, some friends from home, just, I mean, the, the IU East community that supports us game in and game out. It just, it felt really good to know that at least I got to go out with a win as my last game and, and not a loss or yeah something of that nature. It gives you a great memory to, to look back on, doesn't it? Yes, sir. No doubt. So you head to Sioux Falls. You you never get to play a game. So how did you find out that there's no more basketball? Well, it was actually um, 
Thursday evening. We were supposed to play, I believe, at like 4 o'clock, and I was taking my pregame nap earlier in the day, about noon, 11 o'clock, when I got a call from Coach. He asked me to gather up the team and get us all in the lobby, and I kind of had an idea of what he wanted at that time. Yep. And we got down to the lobby, and he, and he told us the, the bad news of the tournament being canceled due to the coronavirus, and, and we kind of just sat there as a team and took it all in together and just kind of gave the seniors a chance to speak to everybody and tell them not to take take it for granted because it does go fast. You know, Bishop, you mentioned Coach, Coach Hester. You know, at IU East, he's built an amazing program there at Richmond. You know, can you t- just talk about Coach Hester for a moment? Coach Hester, first and for- foremost, an amazing man off the court. He's a, a family man, and, and I believe he does care about his players and his staff deeper than basketball and really wants to see us become men and and grow in life and I think all of those attributes that he gives us kind of carry over to how we perform for him and and the work ethic we we put in and and he's he's just a really good recruiter he does a great job of getting us to buy in and and want to play for him well I think uh you know, when you, that day you made a decision to uh, go down to Richmond and play basketball, I think that turned out to be a great decision for you. Really left your mark there at IU East. Thank you. You know, Bishop, what's next for you after IU East? Um, right now, I'm pursuing a professional basketball career. I've been talking to a few different agencies and and just different people and friends who are actually in the business as of now, just kind of soaking up as much knowledge as I can. Um, I'm hoping soon that all this COVID-19 stuff blows over and we can get leagues starting back up and gyms back open so that I can continue to work on my game and and hopefully take it to the next level overseas somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. We're all hoping for that. Well, we'll certainly wish you the best of luck, whatever you end up uh, pursuing. Bishop, I, I really appreciate you uh, coming on the show and sharing your story with us. Uh, thank you for your time. And I I was glad to be a part of it, Bill. Okay, thank you.